Good afternoon, everyone. James Hicks here. Welcome to another edition of the Digital Collective. We are having part two because part one was so well received of the content creation workflow. And I've got our stellar crew behind the scenes right now, ready to chop it up, ready to give you some best practices, ready to give you some insight and really to dialogue with you as well about how to uh, utilize all these tools, either hardware, software and or services for those within the content creation uh, ecosystem. I must I must say a quick shout out to everyone who's joining. I see that we are utilizing some new technology from Restream, Restream Pairs, and we have actually brought in a couple of our guests streams into this environment as well. So we've got folks coming in from all over the place. So shouts out to you, stewardvideo.com. Well, <laughs> you were second to make a comment. Okay, well, you know, you, you were first. I brought you up first. So welcome, Steward Video. Uh, in the trading, hello. Good to have you. Good to have you. And look at this guy right here. We, we got the man himself, Mr. John Vitterini. Good to have you, sir. Uh, awesome, fun things. I know that guy. I know that guy. Maybe maybe we'll uh, get a chance to talk to them in, in a little bit. But uh, uh, and then the friend of the channel, Laura Williams, always a pleasure to have you here. You know, let's not delay. No one came to see me. Uh, you guys all came to see these stars behind the scenes. So let me just bring them on all together and say welcome. Derek. Welcome. Welcome. Matt welcome. And Robert. Howdy. How are you guys? <laughs> Fabulous. Hope you're doing well, James. Always well, fun to be here. You know, it's, it's oh, Friday. Man, it's Friday. We're ready to go. Uh, see, there we go, right? You, you Derek, came on already drinking a, a glass of something, some type of <laughs> cab. Know, I, I can't make Pino. it happen. It's without a little glass of some, you know, Cabernet to get oh. the, the weekend started. So it's how you we know, roll. I'm on the West Coast. So I'm still drinking coffee. So. <laughs> I got you. I'll pour it down from that from that window. It'll All right, drop into yours. That's perfect. Okay. I love it. I love it. I tell you what, let, let's go ahead. And, and I don't want to make any assumptions. I want folks that are chiming in to get a chance to get to know who's on the panel today. So I'm going to start to my immediate left and we'll go. We'll start with you, Derek. If you can just tell the folks real briefly that elevator pitch of who Derek Floyd is. All right. Uh, Derek Floyd is a singer, songwriter, composer, uh, technologist, YouTuber, and senior account manager for a company back there. See the big IK logo for IK Multimedia, which is a music technology company. We make products like this thing right here, uh, our Extreme Pro, that help you get sound into your stream, whatever you have, whether it be iPhone, iPad, Mac, or PC. And uh, I also have a YouTube channel called The Beautiful Now Project, which talks about keeping you uplifted, staying encouraged, and living inspired. That's what we do. I love it. I love it. Let's go ahead and swing on over to Mr. Haas. Excellent. Matt Haas here. I am a technology expert and a graphic design expert, but I have four YouTube channels because I love YouTube and I love that it gives you the ability to have an audience with nothing but consumer level gear and something to say with no one in the middle. You can have an audience. I just love that. I yeah. teach people to make searchable videos that people watch not bots, people. <laughs> and that's the secret on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called All Things YouTube and a whole bunch of other properties that are going to be flipping over here. I, I would like to have fun on the internet. So I'm, I'm here. <laughs> that can be said wrong. We'll let that go. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, he's a geek in a good way and, and we love it. So thank, thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Lee. Well, thank you, James. Thank you very much. So I'm the... <laughs> 
<laughs> a founder and the executive video producer of Shalala Productions, where he specializes in creating marketing videos and providing uh, live stream uh, video production uh, on site or remotely uh, to help others with their live streaming and their uh, video efforts, especially when it comes to just trying to help get their message out there. So that way we could help take ease the, the uh, challenge of just addressing any technical issues or any logistical, all, all the fun stuff. So uh, as, as an offshoot of that, as uh, on my off time, I always like to tinker to try to figure out things, what, make, what things work, what make things better to help, uh, you know, the stream to go well, as well as the, uh, the fun stuff of doing uh, content creation. Uh, and also the, as they say, like the push buttons, <laughs> which I think, well, it'll happen later. Don't push any more buttons because <laughs> every, every time you push a button, something wrong happens as, as with your case, right? See, there, there we go. Right. As with your case with Facebook right now. So stop pushing buttons. I just want but, the cool stuff like that. I, you know, I'm just jelly right now. Five minutes and the show's already gone off the rails. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get focused and let's get back into it. So again, part two and folks, if you got a question for the, for the panel, definitely put a cue in front of it so we can uh, address that as we talk, but wanted to go over those high level categories that we had last time, right? Production, tools, best practices, and ideas for everyone within the content ecosystem. And th this week, wanted wanted to kind of talk about pre, intra, and post stream activities. So talking about what do you do as you're preparing for stream in terms of research, gathering information, uh, sending out an invite to the interviewee, uh, and, and, and creating and preparing marketing promos and things of that nature. So let me start off with, with you, Derek, cause you, you weren't here last time. And just again, what do you, you're preparing a stream and you've got an idea or you may even already have someone that you want to interview. Sure. What's kind of that workflow that you go through in terms of, uh, moving forward and, and, and getting that, uh, on your content calendar, so to speak. That's a great, great question. Uh, the very first thing I do before I even get started or dive into preparing for the stream itself is get to know the guest. Mm. So I try to do my research on the guest, make sure I have the right information, make sure I have a really great set of questions that will keep the guest engaged and those that are watching engaged. So, you know, that always takes a little bit of prep to make sure you know how the guest is going to feel and make them comfortable. Once I have those questions together, I dial them and send them to the guest right away, normally seven days prior. So the guest can feel comfortable how we're going to flow the interview. Uh, after I've got the questions over, then I go into pre-production stage within Ecamm. Um, you know, I write out the script, not, not a hundred percent, but a really strong outline of how I'm going to flow through it. And when the script is built, then I can look for images or context where I can put in the scenes. Cause of course with Ecamm, you can, you know, program those scenes into buttons as you go in with stream deck. So I basically pre-produce the entire project before he even gets on or he or she gets on the screen. So all my scenes are set up, all my drops and, you know, the okay. lower thirds and all that stuff is already in there. Let so me, let me, hold on. Let, let, let me back that up a little bit. Cause, cause you went into a whole many different avenues right there and, and Ecamm, right. I mean, j just the, the capabilities of that plus the stream deck, but I actually want to dial it down just a little bit more. Cause you said when you, when you gather that research and you gather that information, are you old school pen and paper? Are you using something like just Apple notes? Are you using, you know, you know like a platform? <laughs> Man, I think you know, we need to have that kind of conversation as well. So folks have an idea of what, what rock stars yeah, like you guys are using. Uh, Apple notes. I, I put mm. the person's name at the top. And okay. I, I, then what? I Google them. I know that sounds super simple, oh, easy, no, yeah. but I want to know what the world knows about that person. So you put a person's name in Google and everything drops down, right. whatever the world knows. And then you can kind of gather what's already been said. And then I try to ask the questions that Google didn't know. 
Okay. So okay. it makes it more engaging. You know what I mean? I got you. Uh, okay. I apologize for interrupting, but I, again, no, I, okay. I wanted to, again, not make that assumption. So folks, no, again, because okay. there's so many tools that are out there, right? And, oh, and yeah, I'm, sure. look, I, I'm guilty of this. I've gone through so many of them over the course of my career, my <laughs> profession as well. I'm flipping back and forth now as well, but just wanted to have that dialogue. No, I love so, okay. that. And you know the funny thing, you know why I use Google Notes or why I use Apple Notes? It's because it's on all my, all my devices. And it's so great. if I'm somewhere and I got to jot an idea down, yeah. By the time I get home, it shows up on my on my computer. Good point. So I don't have to do a bunch of fumbling around. So like it shows how all about workflow, I got to cut down as much of doing something three or four times as possible. So if I'm putting everything in one space, it's going to be Apple Notes because I know it's going to show up on my phone when I'm on the toilet, taking down ideas, whatever. It shows up mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> hey, that's real talk right there. So we, we can real, we folks. <laughs> on the toilet. Let's just be real. Yes, sir. That's so, where the real work gets done. I hear you. <laughs> Pretty much. There you go. See, Robert there he goes. The, the show's gone off the reels like again. There we go. We're in the toilet. And then now. I get to the office and it's right there. So that's how it works. Good one, James. Uh, awesome. But uh, yeah, that's definitely the pre-production work of getting that together and 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 really building building out the whole segment before I get to stream that before I get to Ecamm that the thing is late. It's like a storyboard like you do when you're doing a yeah. marketing campaign. Yeah. I build the storyboard first before I even get over there. And once the storyboard storyboard is built, then it's built into Ecamm. I, I really like to do as much pre-production as possible. So when I hit done, it's mm. ready to go. I don't want to do any, I, I try to do as least as possible once I hit done. Got you. Got you. We're, we're going to dive into some more of that as we continue down the conversation, because you brought up some hardware and some technology that, yes, I think resonates with 99.5% of the folks out there in the content creation world, the stream deck. Yeah, it may just be hotkeys, but those hotkeys really make our lives so much easier. So we'll talk into that in, in a minute. Uh, Matt, what about you? I, I know you've got a little bit more of a complex configuration but you've actually made it very straightforward and very very simple for for what you do let's talk a little bit about that yep i am a business analyst in my day job Shh, don't tell anybody but basically i make sure everything's done better faster cheaper and i too have streamlined things as much as possible um i'm a google docs freak i love <laughs> google docs they're super shareable you know you can collaborate so I, I do lean on that heavily. As far as guests go, I only have guests on my YouTube one time a year. Okay. <laughs> and it's wow. a rotating. Um, I have many guests. Each co-host has five minutes and we complain about technology during the um, airing of grievances for Festivus. <laughs> so I have a Festivus show. But the tech I use is Google Forms. So if anyone wants to come on my yeah. show that has a camera and a microphone, you, you give me your name and email address and I'll schedule you in. And that's how I handle my guests. But hmm. Google Docs, every time I go live, I have some sort of outline and bullet points. I will never go live, just turn it on and go. That's yeah. a fool's game. Mm. Even seasoned professionals that have been doing this for decades always have something prepared. It just takes you to that next level instantly. So I'm a big bullet point type of person. Um, I do use Notion. Notion is a free online database, a relational database, and it could be whatever that you want it to be. A lot of people use it for calendar, for to-dos, and for content management. I built mine out with a content management focus, but I also have a few planning steps in there. But I never throw anything away. 
every <laughs> video I've created, I have archived in multiple places and I have all the supporting material, all, all right. of the layered Photoshop files. Every, I don't throw anything out. And you have to know where all of this stuff is. Yep. So I, that's what I use Notion for. But piggybacking on top of that, I have some steps where I can do development and then actual published. And so Notion kind of keeps me um, on track. Now, I'm not sharing Notion with anyone. If I needed to collabor collaborate with someone on a design project, I would probably use something else. And I've used some other things in the past. But... Um, yeah, but okay. Google Docs, baby. I can't say enough. Old school good Docs. About See, and and that, that's Docs. kind of where, where I'm at in, in between, right? So in, in terms of needing to collaborate with folks, so sharing topics and agendas, like, like with you three, right? I, I wanted to share kind of the high-level run of show with, with you and bounce back and forth between a couple of platforms that kind of met the need but didn't really meet the need and trying to make it as seamless for, for, for you, the guest, was really where I was having some, some I'm going to use a big word here, consternation. I don't even know how to spell Ooh. it, but I think it means something. So Now you got to spell it. I, well, look, look it's, it's, it's <laughs> you Friday. Can't use it, you can't spell it. You know how that <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there and I'm not going to say it ever again in my life. <laughs> here's, here's something to consider. One more thing if I could. Yeah. People likely have a Google account, so there's no here's a new system, here's a mm. new service, yeah, go make an account, blah, blah, blah. People already have a Google account, so that gives it a leg up. No, that's a good I point. And, and storage space within the Google ecosystem, if you ever do need to upgrade, is pretty, pretty cheap. $1.99 it, a month. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, so that, that's a good point there. That's, that's a good point. Uh, I like what, what, what Enda is saying right here. Yeah, Google Docs for me. Even Google Site Builder is great for a free website. That's true. That's true. Google, they make all their money. They're, the pockets are full at Google because they sell ads <laughs> on everything else. You know, they, they own the entire internet, but so they can make all these phenomenal <laughs> products. It, it, is, it is what it is, right? So and we should take advantage of it. Robert, what about yeah, you, man? Let's talk, let's, talk, let's talk about what you got, brother. Well, I mean, it's it pretty much kind of reiterate what folks have been talking about with Google Docs. I know like with with you and, and Matt knew firsthand, I've had a lot of trouble trying to figure it out. I'm getting better, but uh, but it's I just like the, the whole idea of just having something accessible that, uh, well, one thing, it's uh, easy on the budget for sure, but mm. another thing is just the, the means of having the ability to just to share the, the document and just have other people have access to be able to either update uh, a, a run of the show uh, or just a, a show notes just to help things manageable for the pre-production. I mean... <laughs> With with the old school uh, examples, like this is just like printouts from uh, of I have of uh, yesterday's show of from the Google Docs, and it's just like what uh, Derek's talking about, just to be able to kind of like map out as to like what assets we're using uh, for the show, and just kind of give like a rough timeline, maybe like an outline form as that where the where some of the assets are being shown, whether it's uh, like an in animation intro or just kind of like uh, help organize like the topics. It's it's a delicate balance between you want to be organized as to like help have the show go fairly smoothly, but you don't want it to take away from the spontaneity in terms of how the conversation goes. So uh, so to that point, it's just a matter of like to provide the the framework and the structure in terms of being organized, but not so much the case where it's like down to the minute of say, okay, we're gonna talk about X Y Z only for this much, and yeah. then we're gonna have you talk. That's so. Good point. Uh, 
so yeah, so it's it's just a matter of just being able to be aware of the uh, the surroundings, the situation as to how everything unfolds. Let me let me ask you this thing, and and for for all three of you, how much of what you use in Notion and our Google Docs and our Apple Notes is is repeatable and is automated, right? I mean, do, do you have to recreate that run of show from top to bottom each and every time, or is it is it more of like a template? type of scenario where you can just plug in, this is who I'm interviewing, this is their their, their headshot, that, that kind of thing, and you've already got it kind of laid out, or do you have to recreate that document every single time you, you do a show? Um, I'll jump in. My notion does backflips, baby. It is, it is very templated, very autofill. I have to do hardly any button pushes in Notion. And then as far as the run of show, I've got my shows sort of down now and I have my outline, which is a growing document. I have a document with 167 shows on it. It's a huge document, but at the top I have my run of show and I just copy it, paste it, and then delete the run of show below. And I have my outline and I always, and I print out my Google docs and I have them just page one. You, you don't want to send the whole document to the printer because it'll print all day long. So I always have to do page one of one. Or page, yeah, remember, because it's the ink that you pay for. You don't pay for the printer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, no, Notion does backflips and I just keep copying and pasting my run of show in my massive Google document where I have my show notes. And it's just, a, a, so if I ever want to go back, I have everything I talked about in one doc. That's about it for me. That's so, pretty sweet. Man. Yeah, that, that's that's so I, I like that. Now, do you take advantage of the mobile environment as well? Because I know Notion has a mobile environment. And see, again, that, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm being selfish. I'm, I'm trying to find, honestly, a platform for myself that works, that allows me to not have to recreate the wheel every single time that's repeatable and is is portable. Right. So I can I can actually work on the document when I'm not sitting in front of my laptop or I'm not sitting in front of the Mac mini. I'm at the coffee shop. I got my phone with me and I can plug in some data. The mobile app for Notion, is that never tried it? Okay, interesting. Okay, Because Notion doesn't run my entire life. I I use it for show prep and I'm usually here sitting down in front of my computer. But hey, you got the wheels turning. Maybe I'll fire that puppy up and try it out. Give them two days, folks. Matt will have something yeah. fired up in, in, in 48 hours, right? Yeah. I, and I would throw in, you know, Apple Notes is pretty flexible. You know, yeah. I have a doc that just says outline notes. And then it's got a, it says outline the middle, images, um, question ideas. And so it's, it's separating that space and that lives on my phone or my computer. So if I'm at the coffee shop and I'm jotting down, I jot down ideas or jot down the questions. If I see an image, it's something pops out, I can drag it, drop it right into Apple Notes. And when I get back, it's ready to go. So I, I just, Apple Notes isn't super um, intuitive, I guess. It's just simple. And for me, I just need to get in and out. Kind of like, like Google I, Keep. I, right. I just, need, just, I just need a scratch pad. Okay. So for me, a scratch pad is all I need because I'm, I'm normally somewhere else and I can just jot it down. And I, I just love having it right when I land and I can finish my thought process. So it just keeps it simple. I don't, I'm not as cool as Matt where I have all the stuff from, from all the questions I've asked, I do tend to keep some of the, the, the bigger episodes. Like if I interview a celeb or something, I try to keep those so I can go, okay, if I got to go back to that or look up a question, I keep them, but I should be like Matt and log them all. It's kind of a good way to think about it. Uh, you know, it, it 
sound like it's a lot more work, Matt, but I probably <laughs> should be able, be able to do that. And well, log all that. I, I tell you what, let me, I, I see Matt raised his hand like he was in class because he had something he wanted to talk about. But I, I have to, I have to do this and I have to pause the show right now and give shouts out to end of trading because this is ever since I've been monetized, this is the first official super chat that I have gotten while going nice. live. So, so appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We, we, I appreciate you very much. That, that means yes. I'm, I'm bringing value hopefully to the, the community. Oh, and Robert's got his fire that that's paused. I'm so I mean, you're bringing the fires. So it's only appropriate. So. And he's going to, he's going to want his money back now. Don't, don't that's do that. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you. Who Thank you very much this? for that. The props. What? Go, go ahead, okay. Matt. Okay. See, Derek got me thinking about the ease of use when I'm out and about. I use Apple's to-do list. What's it called? Apple uh, Reminders? Reminders is what it's reminders. called. Reminders, yeah. And I have not used Reminders for very long. And I can hit my Siri button and just speak something and timestamp it. And it just – it's a way to instantly capture itty-bitty bits of yeah. thoughts. It's pretty simple but the simplicity is powerful and yeah. um, that's you, know, you can't do a whole show in reminders, but it, if I'm out and about and I have a thought, I will say, remind me in two hours, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's, it's there. I love it. So I love awesome. it. Quint, I see your comment here. I've started this as a favorite. We're, we're going to come to that because I want to, I want to cover a couple of things, but just, just shouts out. I see you brother. And we are definitely going to get into that because that's a, that's a great question about, um, preparing for what what if what happens when you're live let let me ask you guys about so we talked about the notes we talked about the prep part do you actually use and take advantage of a content calendar i know i know it's a it's a great idea and and this falls under the best practices uh, piece of kind of the categories that we're talking about do you actually use mine's a five second (laughs) reply i have notion and sometimes you can view the content in a calendar format does the trick for me. That's all I do. Notion. Okay. Okay. What content calendar in what form James? Like, I mean, I use iCal and it doesn't really, I plug in the stuff on my, I plug in the specific auto things I need to remember. Like on Thursdays is my stream. I have those auto populated on Mondays. I have my life hacks come out auto populated, but you mean, just to see what's happening in the month or so I mean kind automate. of kind of kind of like, like a planning mechanism, right? So beginning of, of December, you say, I, I want to do a show where I'm going to do a show these days. I've got this uh, potential guest. I want to post some micro content on Instagram, on TikTok. And you actually kind of plan out that calendar mm. utilizing a, a tool. Robert, I know you use something like uh, you use social B. I use a platform called uh what is it called? Content Studio. There's Hootsuite. There's a lot of these platforms that allow okay. you to kind now of have a it. Canva has it now, actually, right? Canva actually okay. has a content calendar integrated into that platform. But okay. do now you, you use something me. like that and find value in, in yeah. thinking ahead? And, and, and it's not a loaded question, right? It sounds like it may be loaded, yeah. but, but of actually having something planned ahead where on Wednesday at 8 yeah. o'clock a.m., I'm going to push out this TikTok video that talks okay. about the now show I get coming the up. Question. I use Hootsuite faithfully. All my content goes into that wow, all is scheduled okay. across the month. So like everything for the rest of this month is already up there. So everything coming from everything coming from all of my platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of it's set up in there. So it all goes out. So by the time I've pre-produced content, 
The only thing that doesn't go out there is the live event, but the live preview comes out or the live promo goes out. So everything is scheduled in there from the get. I would I would die without Hootsuite. There's wow. just too many platforms to keep track of, too much to, to know what's going on. And when I get done plugging everything in the month, I can look at the month and say, okay, I'm light on two-minute interviews. Yeah. I could probably use a couple of image ones here. You know, I can pull back and see and manage the month rather than just manage the day or the week. So let, let, let's before I go on to, to the stick thing, and I, I want to, again, not assume something and let folks know you, you – you're vested in Hootsuite, right? Hootsuite oh, yeah. started out as a relatively less expensive platform, but Hootsuite, you actually, you know, there's a monthly, annually kind of subscription yeah. that comes with all that. The way in. So if you want to use that platform, folks, like something like that or Sprout Social, because I know Sprout Social is out there as well, it's going to cost you a little bit. So put it to work. Don't just use that. Don't just have it installed yeah. on your machine without utilizing yeah. that. So <laughs> I want to put that out there as well. And shout out to Gary. Gosh, Gary Jones Jr. is in the building. Let Come me let me, let me let me let me let me drop him. Appreciate you too, sir, coming through, showing support for the family. Um, you know, that's what we do, man. We we just out here trying to provide some value and bring some quality content to you. So thank you very much, sir, as well. Um, Robert, what about you? Do you use? Well, I, I mentioned that you use Social B. So talk to us a little bit about your efforts with Social B. Yeah, I, I mean, the infrastructure is in place where I can use Social B to whether if I know well ahead of time as to what the content is for the show, then I can kind of map out as to, okay, do I want to do like a, a quick live stream to promote the show, to plug it, or do I want to promote the show, whether it's like a, uh, like a teaser kind of a, a mm -hmm. doc or, or maybe a combination of such. Um, but, uh, but so at, at the very least, I know like the structures in place to be able to do that. I think then it's just usually just the challenge of just trying to find like, what content uh, that we're pushing out in terms of the timing to be able to to utilize it. Sometimes like some shows may come together fairly quickly that I don't have a chance to be able to utilize it. And so, but if, but if, when I do have a show where I have it like three or four weeks in advance, then it gets the creative juices flowing. Like, okay, I can schedule this post that go at this time of day. Yeah. Uh, and then just knowing where I'm going, like where we know like LinkedIn is, is a different, audience as it is to like a, a Twitter or Facebook to modify the message or just m maybe doing some testing. Like, okay. Maybe I should try testing uh, a text post there versus one that's more uh, visual intense and, and planning quarterly. So, uh, but yeah, it really, it really start. It just really, I think what really boils down to is the, the timing as to when I know I have all the, the information and the materials as to what we're going to be have for the show to be able to the plan in advance. So, Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of strategy involved to, to be able to make it work. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I ended with you consciously, Matt, because you have a handful of channels. You, you, you've got a good book of, I'm going to call it book of business, right? So how, how do you manage that book of business uh, in terms of that, that planning aspect? Yeah, you use Notion to do all of the framework and do all of that planning piece, but know, plotting stuff on a whiteboard or plotting stuff on, on this content calendar. Do you, do you do something like that? Well, I am more of a track what I have done rather than forecast what I will do. Now, I do forecast. So I usually have a few objects on there of thoughts and ideas across my four 
YouTube channels. I do not <laughs> recommend more than one YouTube channel, maybe two if there's a business reason to have two, but that's a rare. Don't be like me. Sometimes people say, hey, Matt, <laughs> I launched a second channel. My response is always, congratulations, you have my deepest condolences. <laughs> Hard work. So, um, yeah, man. But I, 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 I get... I'm kind of like that cartoon dog, like squirrel, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> a lot of us so, are in, in this world, right? A lot of us, especially in, in this ecosystem, a lot of us are. Well, I'll get hot on something. Like I will want to build something awesome in my wood shop and I'll just pour my efforts into that. Or maybe there's an awesome song. I just did like uh, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven that I want to put on my piano channel and I'll just focus on nailing that performance and I'll just, I'll, I'll jump around. I have my standing live streams across some of my channels. So that kind of keeps, keeps it going, but I will, I, I will just put a few things down across a few of my channels in notion, just so I have it recorded and I'll market planning or in development, depending on how far I'm into it. And then, um, and then see, I'm at the point where I'm not starving for things to do. I have so much to do. Okay. Like that's not my problem. My problem is choosing what to do next. <laughs> so choosing what I don't know if that and, answered your question. Well, 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 you didn't, but that, but that's all right. Because again, we're, we're looking at, and I'm gonna put you big because you know, right behind you, you've got all of your channels going across your, your big screen there. And oh, yeah. well, I got put, this too. So these are all the, it's, it's not like you're that. bored. Right, awesome things, Show all off. things, YouTube, <laughs> piano, awesome. You know, this guy is. There's 24 hours in a day. You sleep one of them, and and outside of that, you're, you're lucky, creating content. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, let me go back to Quint's question right here, and then we'll move move forward. But he was saying tons of discussion about prep. Wonder how you account and prepare for bandwidth lag crash issues during live streams best strategies to adjust on the fly. Um, Quint, love question. I am a stickler for, for, for verbiage though. I'm in the inter, I'm in the uh, enterprise technology field. So we're going to scratch that word lag and we're going to say latency. Sorry. I love you brother, but <laughs> I know what you meant, but let, let's talk about that. Right. I mean, we're live, right? I'm right now we're streaming to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, multiple pages on Facebook, multiple Twitter locations, multiple YouTube pages. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to Twitch or not. Maybe going, going to a website as well. So streaming on hicksnewmedia.com. A lot of places looking at the bandwidth uh, statistics right now. It's I got a great Internet pipe, so it, there, there's no issue for the stream coming. And we're streaming in 4K. Right. So, so there's a whole different thing that's happening right there. Just st streaming at, at that and uh, higher, higher bandwidth. So something like a LinkedIn can't even take a 4k stream. LinkedIn mm -hmm. cuts you at, at 1080p 30 frames per second. But you know, the, in terms of accounting for that, what I'll do, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to, to you, Derek, we'll start with you. is just really knowing that it's going to happen. Just, just having that mental frame of mind that something is going to happen. Either someone's going to have an issue with their audio, someone's going to have a, an, an issue with their video, and having that the contingency, having it that actually that scene is actually built into the show. I actually have different scenes and overlays just in case Derek goes out, or just in case Robert goes crazy and starts putting up 
weird graphics or whatever the case would be. Right. So I, we a lot of times a producer, <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of times a producer will actually have those contingencies built into the environment just in case, because it's going to happen. It's insurance, right? It's just like how you pay for insurance. Uh, so planning ahead for that and being, being aware that something like that is going to happen. But, uh, I'll I'll dive in more as well, but Derek, let me let me go with you, man, and talk to us about what you do in terms of planning, just in case things happen, uh, your system crashes uh, or whatever the case may be. I'm definitely with Matt. I know Matt was mentioning, you know, always go with an Ethernet, you know, go hardline. Do not ever go Wi-Fi, and that's the first rule mm-hmm. of thumb on any live stream. Never, ever, one more time, ever, one more time, ever <laughs> go Wi-Fi. Just it's just not that reliable. Don't trust it. I don't care if they tell you it's the best Wi-Fi in the world. I, no. Give me a hard line every time. Uh, number two, I always run a speed test to yep. see how my 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 direction is going back and forth. How my, my, my uh, Give me the right terminology there, Mr. Hicks. I'm trying to test my my uh, internet speed, but what's my right terminology so I say it right? Oh, essentially, uh, it's, you're just trying to test your, your latency and, and your, your like, upload like, and your download speed, right? Yeah, just yeah, how, to, how, how fast it's, it's coming out. I want to make sure I'm getting the maximum I can get mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm paying for. Uh, the second thing I do, or third thing I do, is I turn off everything else in the house. So, if everybody else is on the internet somewhere, they're dry. Come on now, everybody in the house. Well, that, that's double device. protection because you're not Come always, on. you're not completely off of Wi-Fi a lot of times. So if someone's right. streaming Netflix get and YouTube the, in the house, get you, you get the it. internet. Don't <laughs> be watching a movie. Don't be farting around in the office. Get off my internet so I can make sure I have everything <laughs> I can get from that. Come on, help me out, y'all. Y'all know I'm telling no, you. No, you're, you're out there. We're not, we're, you're not telling anything that's not true. That's, that's true. So, now, now, once all that's in place and I've got the stream coming in, like you, James, I have a couple of contingency plans. If something doesn't go or the internet fails or their internet fails, I have a couple of scenes that, that I can pop up that will segue into something, maybe a quick video or 30 seconds, something that will carry us over while I fix the internet. Um, you know, my wife actually has a small little, uh, one of those internet, I want you to call it, high-speed internet do- that boxes that you can take with you. It's like portable. Uh, and that's always nearby. So if I got to do a stream, I can flip to that. If something happens with my signal, that's another signal in the house. Oh, so, okay. So a Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super cool little box. I mean, it's, it's Wi-Fi, So you're struggling, but at the same time, if I, if I go completely down, I have a second source that's not tied to anything in the house that I can drop into quickly yeah. and come on board. So that's what I would do for sure. Dr. Haas. Everything is on a universal power supply or UPS for short, not oh, the delivery. So that's so when, good. <laughs> when yeah. and if there's ever a power outage, because I have a little alarm when there's yeah. no power, 11 nice. of these things ring throughout my home. It's really <laughs> annoying. Um, so, and I, I, I will reboot occasionally. I don't always reboot, but I'll do that. Always make sure you're on ethernet and Wi-Fi is, is down. I do have, the ability to connect to my phone's internet through mm-hmm. its hotspot service through my mm-hmm. through my carrier. Mm-hmm. So that could be a problem, but internet issues usually don't plague me, you know, knock on wood. Things that trip me up is I'm streaming to the wrong service. Like I don't have Ecamm set to the right output. I'll be going to Facebook rather than YouTube or I won't oh. be going to Restream. <laughs> so that trips me up. Sometimes I'm muted that trips me up. So I have a list of 18 items I do before I go live. Eight Checklist, of them yep. 
eight of them are outside of Ecamm, my streaming software. So this thing's like the lights and things like that. And then eight of them are things in Ecamm that I go through and I, and I check. And that minimizes the risk something's going to happen. doesn't eliminate it, but it minimizes it. That is a perfect segue because that's obviously the next conversation from about a tech check. But I want to let uh, Robert chime in as well, because there's one thing that no one's mentioned yet that, again, it, it's so simple that that really helps that folks need to keep in mind as well. So, Mr. Lee, how about you? Well, maybe the answer, maybe a segue uh, to the tech check is just uh, the ability to take advantage of, of your pre-production of just identifying what assets, resource you need for your production. So that way, if you can tr- troubleshoot as to what potential uh, problems may cause that you have a t- chance to iron out of it. In addition to that, I always love to have like a redundancy. So like, for example, I'm using these uh, behind the ear headphones, but if these were the, if you pardon the expression crap out, I have another headphone ready to go to be able to pop in. So that way we won't get any feedback from anything else going on. If the camera had crapped out here, I've got a camera behind this camera that I could uh, get ready to go to either plug in. So that way we wouldn't have a a problem uh, with a a video connection. Um, I have like a a different reference monitor so that uh, if one were to go down, I have another one back up. It's overkill, but as they say, anything can happen, will happen. So you want to be able to try to safeguard and minimize any unnecessary anxiety of uh, of your live stream by having things ready to go to be able to keep the uh, the live stream going. And to your point of tech checks, I mean, a lot of it, when you do that before the show, it helps you just try to like uh, nail down any potential issues like uh, Matt had mentioned before, like, you know, there could be issues with the audio or video, like being mute, like uh, yesterday's show. Uh, I was fortunate that uh, Matt caught a show that I, I did yesterday uh, with another co-host. And the audio went, and so uh, luckily, uh, t- as a backup plan, wh- what I had done was I had used vMix uh, to d- use run the production, fed it into Restream, so that if for whatever reason, if something were to go wrong, I still would have the ability to be able to push a video out because uh, my co-host, I could have send uh, a Restream link that they could be able to get into the show, establish another connection into the video, have them go on, and then I could at least go behind the scenes and put the fire out as while she's going on. So it's like little things like that to just be able to plan ahead to just try to figure out like where the problems are to be able to just be proactive, to be act, to be able to keep the the show going. And then when all else fails, it's always good to have like a, if you don't have like a backup stream, because there's quite an investment to have something like that. If you have like another channel or another avenue to pipe the stream, then it may not be a perfect solution, but the fact that you at least can direct audience members to go to another uh, channel to watch the show, it'd be a disruption as to where they're watching. At least you can keep the show going. Not an ideal solution, but at least you have something in place. Right, right. So a lot of it is like through repetition, through different scenarios of where the problem could could come up. You know, you get that much better as to how to handle it to be able to do the next show better. Yeah, appreciate that. But you 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 touched on something that I'm gonna call kind of a 201 level uh, situation there about having a backup environment running. So just in case something goes wrong within your, your infrastructure, right? Still, still having the audio coming in through a hardware or a software platform. So you still have a clean show, right? Just, just because it's not going out to, to YouTube or to wherever the case may be, you're, you're using some infrastructure. Like I'm using Roadcaster Pro and I'm, I'm actually recording right. everyone's individual audio channel right now, separately onto my Roadcaster. So if I right. use your word, if I crap out, Oh, well. And when I cut this up into micro content, I can pull Derek out. I can pull you out. I can pull Matt out and still have that clean audio segment. So so that's a, 
I'm going to call it a 201, kind of 301, a higher level type of a conversation that you should definitely put yourself out there. You got, you got to buy me a coffee or, or you got some type of a service that you offer through Shalala to actually coach folks on that, because that, that's an interesting thing. And that, that's actually something that folks should not take lightly of if they're looking at doing content creation and want to ensure that that stream is reliable and uh, is out there. I appreciate. It. No, I mean they could. Uh, reach I'm trying out to make directly. you. I'm trying to make you some extra Christmas cash, there. Right, right, <laughs> take it, bro. I, I just, know. I just do the softball no, I, at you. I appreciate. Okay. No, I, I was gonna say like they can always contact me uh, through my website, the the schedule appointment, and uh, it's just a matter of just there having that go. conversation God, to understand like... what what the challenge is to be able to work out a plan or at least uh, to walk through it. Because the the best thing to learn is just to be able to do it hands on, and and I find it that if you're able to do it like a one on one or at least uh, create a. a, a uh, a scenario where you can map out or try to simulate the problem to be able to have something tangible to be able to work with is always a nice thing. Like, uh, I know like now um, you're, now you're milking yeah. it, dude. See, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just, now you're just milking <laughs> the whole situation. Okay. Just, just, just but, take the flowers yes. that I gave, gave you men and, and put them <laughs> on the table. We're, hey, we're, hey, we're, can, can I ask Matt a question before we move off from this thing? Sure. Super important. Um, cause you brought up something that you said, what if the stream that you set up in restream or like it fails and you have it connected to you're using ecam and you didn't set up the right direction to go out like when you set up ecam and maybe everyone that doesn't use ecam but there's a section of ecam where it, it asks you to choose a destination and if you've pre-set up in restream where that's going to go that destination shows up in ecam correct matt so when i when i when i use restream I will set up my live streams usually a month out so I know where they're going to be. I use all the application there, put the images up, put the copy up, it's all there. And let's say I say restream, I'm gonna have a live stream on YouTube December 9th. So in restream, it shows up. And when I open up YouTube, it's already there. Right. And then when I open up Ecamm and hit destination, that destination is chosen there for me already Correct. there. Do you have, do you use that, Matt? And how does no. that and has and has that happened where you went to that destination, but it stopped and you couldn't get back on that stream? Well, the, the thing is, you have to make the destination choice properly, mm -hmm. because right. when I first got on Restream, I set up Restream and I was going to go live now like I didn't pre schedule right. it. And right. then I went over to Ecamm and I hit go live. And it wasn't working. I was going to open a ticket. And I was like, yeah. oh, you have to choose, you choose Restream in Ecamm as yes. a destination. Yeah. But I've never run in. I think your question is, how do you fix something on the fly? No, if you go to the right. wrong thing, you have to shut it down and start over as far as I know. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. I've, I've, I've launched one from Ecamm and forgot to hit the destination. And then the restream was going and it was going, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to the wrong place. No one's going to see the stream. I'm like, oh, it's all crashed down. Well, so time, I had to I, jump I, back in real quick and tell everybody. I went, live, I went live one time and there was no one in the chat. I'm like, what's going on here? Here I was just recording in Ecamm. <laughs> I, was I, like, I didn't even choose yourself. a destination. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah. Quinn, the there you go. Right. So th there, there's there's some talk right there about, you Part know, us Part getting caught in our, our in, in ourselves. The I'm thing sorry. that I was I was wanting to see if someone brought up was really about your Chrome browser or your, your Internet browser and all the multiple tabs, making sure that those tabs that are not necessary are closed, because mm -hmm. especially something like Chrome, which is a resource hog, just mm -hmm. every single they say they're working on performance, but they're not. Right. And it, 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 it's, it's just not right. When, when you've got um, 
video playing on a particular tab, when, you, when you're trying to monitor maybe your stream in another tab, you got YouTube open, that's mm-hmm. pulling a lot of resources from you. And if you don't have that really high internet pipe going up, that's going to take all of the resources because it's trying, it's trying to allocate that. So that, that's one that I would add to, again, just making sure that issues while going live don't, don't really affect you. So the modern, the modern Macs have really minimized the problem of application resource, not talking resources as an internet pipe, but you know, hogging true computer resources has really minimized that. But from my show, I'll quit Chrome and call it back up and then only open the tabs I plan on sharing during the show. Like I'll have my website (laughs) up, my Patreon, my, um, Facebook group because I like to pop over to them mm-hmm. and I'll just shut everything down mostly just for to have a clean experience but I'm also doing it because each tab is taking up resources so good point. I, I will do that that's a good, good point one. good point that mm-hmm. used to be a big problem under the Intel architecture it's Definitely. less of a problem now M1 Max are so much better Mr. Natividad, good to see you, sir. I like your question here. How do you handle and filter negative feedback? Thinking about creating instructional videos for marksmanship. So that's, man, having a moderate. Let's talk to the guy who's got four or five uh, YouTube channels first. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go into that because I know and I've seen you deal with trolls and dude unsavory love- comments. Let's go. <laughs> I love this question. I love this question. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> I put stuff out in the world that I think is going to be helpful. And I put out stuff that I hope people can follow my adventures as I figure things out and just try and learn and just share the process. So I'm not putting stuff out with the intention of hurting someone or degrading Mm. someone or bringing someone down or putting something over. So any negative feedback that comes my way, it just, it rolls right off my back. I, I, it does not bother me one single bit. I, I ju- you just don't let it bother you. I'm, I'm untouchable as far as that. I just think, oh, well, you, you have a problem with this? Okay, I can't please everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm not out to please everybody. I'm out to share what I'm sharing. And if you want to come along for the ride, I hope you find it enjoyable. And mm. I've gotten some crazy, I, I've got yelled at for the dumbest things. Does, I, don't, I don't lose a wink of sleep. Someone said, I'm downvoting your video because you used plywood. You should have used solid wood. I got complaints that my fingernails were too clean. Someone (laughs) didn't like my fingernails. I mean, you can't go at it trying to not have people be mad at you. It's don't even try. It's just, I don't know. Have have a thick skin, right? And and know that you, you know, you're not winning unless you got some trolls and some haters out there. I, I have one little catchphrase I say in my head when, when, when I, when I have a hater and it has some bad words, but I'll censor myself. I'm just like, <laughs> F that mother effer. There you go. Oh my goodness. That's there what you got to go. say to yourself. I'm going to have to put that explicit uh, tag on, on this one. No. That's, that's what I have to say. Let, Thanks, let me man. go. To, let me go to you, Derek, man, because you you've got a lot of shows, right, as well, and you you interview. Yeah. You, you talk about a lot of different topics, you know, similar to, to what I do. And I'm, I'm just wondering, yeah. when, when you got someone who doesn't agree with your your methodology or what you're talking about, how, how do you deal with that? First of all, I I, I just want to say props to Matt for managing four different YouTube channels. You must be insane and glutton for punishment. I have three segments <laughs> on one YouTube channel, and it's plenty for me to do to keep up those three segments. So you are out of your friggin' mind. But 
hey, good I'm not you. disagreeing. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, negative comments. The first thing I always say, hey, thank you for your input. I appreciate uh, the things that you're saying. I may not always agree, but I really appreciate how you're coming out with that. Mm. Um, let's talk offline. Maybe we can get together with a solution. Please email me your information so I can get back with you right away. Done. Because I find that if I can diffuse that person and let them speak their piece, but I don't have the time to let them spill the entire negativity on the show, then it's, hey, thanks for your input. I really appreciate that. I may not agree with that, but I'd love to talk with that further offline. Please email me at XYZ so we can talk about that. That at least lets that person be heard. He doesn't continue his rant. And, I, and sometimes their discussion is valid. Sometimes it's something I should think about or consider. So it gives me the ability to think about it later. That's how I handle it. So you actually care, huh? Well, well <laughs> it's, it's like I have to be able to decipher. Uh, I always use the sift method. Someone's going to pour a bunch of dirt on my stuff, but sometimes mm. in that dirt there's gold. And if I can sift it, Come on I might now. find something in there. Okay. But if I don't, I don't have time to sift in the middle of a show. So let me sift it later. Okay. That gives me time. I like that. There you go. Make it plain there. Like my, my, like my pastor always used to say, make it plain. I, I like That's that true. for make sure. Okay. And it, and it solves that person from walking away angry from my show. Yeah. He was at least heard. I didn't cuss him out. I didn't give him any negative feedback. I, I listened to what he had to say. And the guy can't go away going, well, he didn't even talk. He can't say any of that. He said, well, he thanked me. He appreciated what I said. You know, he, he has nothing to go against with me negatively because I handled him in a positive light. Good point. Good point. Robert, what about you? How, how do you deal with the, the haters, the trolls, the off topic comments, right? That Or someone's trying to take you off of your game kind of thing. I mean, pretty much what um, Matt and Derek said pretty much uh, is uh, uh, I would agree with. I mean, the only thing I would add is that the the unusual types of posts like the botch or span where like it has nothing to do with your topic mm -hmm. and they're just like you like soliciting whatever and so <laughs> it's just a matter of like i mean i i don't i be i think because of the nature of the language or just because of how it, it was inappropriate i mean those are things i, I just have to, to remove just because it, it actually has nothing to do with the topic and yeah. it just i i just it just doesn't bring any uh any value or any relevancy to it so um, so, I mean, that's, that's the only thing I can add is just that if, if the content there is not so much trolling, but just either non sequitur or, or just even, um, a, just a, a gross, uh, conduct, yeah. uh, yeah. it's just the things just to watch out for. So, um, gotcha. but, but that, that's, that's the only thing I, I could add, add to what the other gentlemen have said. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so that, I guess, long story short, David, um, it's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to have. Uh, people who disagree with what you're putting out, even if it's the best thing since sliced bread, you, you're going to have mm -hmm. a hater out there. You're going to have a troll. And again, I, I'll say that statement again. If you're, you're not winning unless you have them, but uh, <laughs> don't let that deter you from going out there, pressing record and actually putting out your content, spreading your message. Those folks may actually be the criticism. Criticism may be constructive actually uh, to kind of use what, what Derek was saying, right. Actually take it, evaluate it and say this this may help me as well as i move move down my, my journey so and and i know you you've got the thick skin so you're not gonna let anyone get get underneath your skin and 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 deter you so take it take it for what it's worth man go out there and create your content and, and go along this journey uh so we so we've talked a little bit about pre in terms of notes in terms of uh you know framework foundation how we prepare content calendars going out there and 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 
forecasting what we're doing for the next days, weeks, months, things of that nature. Uh, I've talked a little bit about infrastructure issues as they may arise, especially going live. And, and it's a whole different thing going live versus uh, video on demand as well, right? Video on demand, look, you, you can chop that up in Final Cut or or in what whatever application, that you, Adobe application, whatever you're using, and make it look 100% perfect. But I love just the ad lib on the spot right now. If something goes awry, I'm, look, I'm not editing this at all. I, I, I just, I love that aspect of going live. That's why, again, high percentage of what I do are, are live streams. But let's talk a little bit about uh, that tech check, though, because I think we, we, we glossed over that. But there's still some, some aspects of making sure that before you press record, maybe even after you unpressed record right after the show what are the things that you do pre intra and post in terms of a technology check to make sure that your stream is going to be successful uh matt we'll start with you okay if if i could do a little bit of self-promotion let's do it man my to-do lists are free if you sign up for my email newsletter you can get them in an instant download um so everything i'm about to talk about is documented just sign up for the email newsletter and you can get it but um for prepping for live i will create a unique thumbnail i'll do the marketing blasts all over the interwebs turn on the studio lights i'll confirm my audio because i have a roadcaster pro it's pretty complicated and you know make sure i'm unmuted turn off wi-fi reboot if needed i don't always reboot um, print my bulleted list because I'll never go on on air without one. And I'll set my stream deck. Um, there's a, I have this sleep pretty fast. Um, anyway, I do that. When I'm inside Ecamm, I have eight things I do to make sure Ecamm is right. Because look, I make a lot of content across a lot of, of, of channels and I need different settings. So it's never the same. So this keeps me grounded. I make sure I'm at 60 frames a second, eight, uh, 1080p. I configure my copy paste doc before I print it because I, I got to have that. Um, I configure the countdown timer. I configure the scrolling type. I configure the bald spot cam. I've got a, uh, a, a different camera that I use during the, my countdown timer. Um, the second monitor resolution I have to make sure is correct oh, because when I share my screen like this, I don't like to share my screen being my gargantuanly huge monitor because it makes everything smaller. So to be kind to my viewers, I, I set anyway, so I do that. And then I make sure the overlay lines up. This can't really tell, but, um, I don't, you hate when you're watching a, a streamer and they go to read an article and then the paragraph of text that they're reading is half cut off by the frame of their yes. overlay. Yes. It drives yes. me nuts. I, I have a point to make sure everything's lined up perfectly to have the best experience. So that's my prep for live. Um, before I publish, I go through a lot of stuff. Do you want me to run through them? It only takes a second. Hold on. What's funny about that? Let me just make sure because the way, way I've got mine, let me, let me make sure that that's perfectly because I, I, I do kind of obsess about that as well. Yeah. So if I'm sharing a screen, everything that is supposed to be in view for folks to see Right. Because, again, we're, we're, we don't do this for, for us. We do it for you and for the community. So if we're sharing and talking about a story, we wanted to make sure that, it, that it's good for you. But, yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. OK. Looking good, Jay. Looking good, I'm man. Just, just trying to make sure it's right. All right. Hey, you know, you got to go all out. Pre-warn everyone. 
This is going to sound like a lot of work, but listen, if you're making content, you got to put in the work. You just can't drop a live stream and then go say, away. Hold on. Say that. Say that one more time. There, 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 yeah. don't, don't gloss over that. Say that one more time. You have to put in the work because you just can't go live and then go away and expect to be successful. You got to do a lot of things before your stuff gets published and after your stuff gets published. This is what I'm going into now. So this is if I have an edited video, not necessarily, some of this applies for live too, but this is for an edited video. This is what I do. Um, I do all the metadata, every piece of metadata. You can't ignore anything, title, description, keywords, cards, end screens, and closed captioning. You gotta do it, folks. You gotta do it. Uh, there's a whole reason why we'll skip over that. Everything must be in a playlist. Um, the thumbnail, you have to create not only the thumbnail for the video, you've got to create the square one for Instagram. You got it. You <laughs> yes, got to create a, a thumbnail for the for your blog without the logo in it because your blog already has the logo in the map. So you need to create all these little graphics in the proper sizes. That's why Hootsuite tripped me up because it tr tried to jam one size fits all. And I, I have to I have to learn how to push the buttons in Hootsuite. But that's what I ran into. Um, Sometimes you should do a 30 second teaser video, do the email newsletter, draft my blog post, draft an instructable. If I'm doing something on my woodworking channel, there's a, a website teaches you step-by-step -step how to do something and then add my content to notion. And then after I publish it, now this is where it really gets squirrely. Um, you, again, make sure it's in a playlist, make sure you, it's, there's a featured uh, video on your homepage of YouTube. Cause that's an old legacy feature, but it's still there. Yeah. You shouldn't ignore it. So I make sure the current video is featured. Um, I post my content all over the Facebook groups, the Twitters, the Instagram with the link in the bio. And I go on Patreon. I put a Patreon post, a blog post, sometimes LinkedIn, and then I'll post my instructable live and then I'll send the email newsletter. It's gotta go. Wow. But you got to put in this work, folks. Wow. You got to put in this work. Yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to do it. I had my fingers on a button and you did it for me anyway. So thank you. Thank you. And one more time. Can I give you a preacher thing? Amen. Amen. So Amen. there, there it is right there, folks. And, and I won't necessarily, I think we all kind of agree with that, but they're yeah. putting in the work, put, putting the work in, into the craft. If you're, if you're serious about this. Yeah, you can't, again, a lot of times Nothing folks just you. say, put your phone yeah. out there in front of your face, press record and go live. Yeah, you can do that. But again, if this is something that you're passionate about, if this is something that you really want to start telling stories and, and having that engagement and building community, you got to put all of this work in. You, you just got to. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, and there's no shortcuts. Why are you going to shortcut yourself? Matt, that tech check that you have, is that something that's publicly accessible? Do you have that available somewhere yes, it's that, that folks can, can uh, What can you have do is to? you sign up for my email newsletter. And there you I go. Get it's a, it was a, it was a plug again. Like, it was a plug sign again. up. Yeah. Let me talk there to you. Is. Let me get that list. Get that. Beautiful. Awesome. Screen, screen cap that bad boy. Yeah, you or or you can also go to allthingsyoutube.com and then scroll down to newsletter and click click the linky do and it'll send you because that's a bunch hey, of Matt, let, let me let me tag on you with that the fact of my my wife or some of my friends would always say well how long does it actually take you just to do a two-minute video i'm like you don't understand it's three to four hours of prep before the two-minute video so you're yeah. talking probably two to four hours to produce a two-minute video help me out matt robert Joshy produced it with all the content with all the research with all to actually produce the content for two minutes, it's probably at least two or three, at least two or three hours. 
if making if, the if thumbnail, I, doing all the prep work, like you said, Matt, putting all the metadata in, writing all the copy, finding all the images, that stuff just takes time. It's not just you know, 10 minutes and you're done. It's just nothing like that. So Matt explained it so an, perfectly. An hour, I just want to give an him a time hour, a minute is a good day. Yeah. Like that hardly minute. ever happens. Easy. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I didn't even talk about this. You have to watch your content back. You have <laughs> yeah. to watch your That's content true. back. Yeah. So if you do a 10 minute live, you got to take 10 minutes and watch, and watch it, it all back and you never not do it. <laughs> that's how you get better so that, that, that's a that's line. a good non-assumption right there as well because for like my audio podcast and, you know, and a lot of times you hear folks that say they don't want to they don't like listening to themselves or whatever but you've got to sit in the seat quick. of your your audience and and mm-hmm. kind of get see what that intro sounds like see what mm-hmm. what your your opening remarks sounds like see what your guest sounds like and, and make sure that your levels are correct on your on your audio mm-hmm. mixer and things like that's that good. These are the things that you just got to do. You got yeah, don't be deterred by these things. And we're saying that, yes, yeah, a lot of work. And if you want it to be high quality, you got to do these yeah. things. Now, if you just want to put something out there and you, you just want to put some video out there real quick and, and, and share, uh, you know, you're out there traveling with your family and you just want to shoot some random video. Yeah. Put that on Facebook. But if you if you're trying to be serious yeah. out here in these content <laughs> creation streets, <laughs> do some of these things that we're talking about, folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah. That whole subject up though. So we, we we can leave that. Matt, yeah, that, I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to go into into yeah. anything that I've got to say, but <laughs> I do want to see Matt, what he put, put the kibosh on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me address I mean, this when, uh, right right here from from Quint. Rules change pretty rapidly and randomly at times. Are there things that you do to make sure you don't get a strike or demonetize, including guests, or are certain streams worth risking it for? Man, that's a timely, timely question that you have right here because one of these gentlemen on this stream right now just got a strike for uh, well, well that part one you got a strike for right talk talk a little bit about that well i mean it's not really a strike it was just more of oh, uh, a strike what for <laughs> what, with the with the with that pandemic sound right yeah Ex- well, explain the like, whole situation so so, so it's not what vague. it is is that uh a couple weeks ago when we when what Matt it and I, was. Uh, were guest on uh, James show uh I used restream pairs to be able to push the push James show to be able to sh- shown on uh, Shalala Productions YouTube channel so that way it helped expand the reach for James show but the thing was that some of the music was tied to James's program and what I didn't know that he had uh, I keep saying epidural but I meant to say epidemic sound and uh and what it is is that that the saw the the audio is is uh, designated within James channel not not my not my uh mm. production channel so when it goes through there's like a, a a copyright claim that was put on the the video i mean i could still play the video but i mean if i want to like monetize it that's where it can get the problem and so mm. sure enough i i reached out to restream say hey you know do you guys have like any uh te- template forms i could use to be able to reach out to say hey you know uh, i got a strike and stuff like that so well you have to go to the the end user to to be able to, to to resolve it, I'm like end users. Yeah, I reach out to YouTube. I said, well, wait, if the strike come from ep- epidemic, it's a matter of reaching out to epidemic to be able to explain the situation. So I had to reach out to James and say, hey, you know, this what happened, and then I find out that it's it's a uh, personal uh, account, not a commercial account, where you're able to be able to to extend the, the coverage there. So so it's it's things like that to, to be able to watch out for, so that uh, you can try to like 
head off that type of uh, potential problem before it, ha- it happens. Mm. Luckily, it's it's only a claim, so that it 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 doesn't mean that I can't play the video. Just more like on the monetizing side of it, where if if I want to be able to monetize from that video, that's where it pros problem. Because it, uh, <laughs> not to say that I don't think I'm gonna monetize it but i mean it's not something that i anticipate is going to happen right away uh that it doesn't pose a challenge but it does at least uh for like next stream or the, with another content creator or, or or what have you it's something that to be aware of as far as you know uh you can only do uh one of three things one uh james had mentioned succinctly where if you just uh, make micro content of it you know that's yeah. something that should be a problem uh, another mm-hmm. thing is just that uh i think uh i had asked uh on Luria's program on Livestream Pro, she mentioned it's just a matter like if you have the if you also have an epi, um, epidemic sounds account, just to be able to know like which tunes that you're playing, so that so that your uh, your subscription should be able to, to cover of when the, the the music comes over uh, as as an option. Uh, and, and the third is just a matter just kind of like if if you're able like the the get ahead of it in the pre production, maybe it's just a matter of finding songs or music that may not. A warrant a, a copyright claim so so that just be an example yeah. of just things to watch out for for when you deal with a, such a, such challenges like that that's true so so, so to recap for, for for you quinn really and, and i think matt said it best right avoid it at all costs only use stuff audio images videos that you own or are actually royalty free and copyright free so within the youtube environment they actually have audio that is royalty free there are a number of sites. We've mentioned Epidemic Sound. There, there's uh, Audio Eye or something like that. There's, uh, there's a ton of yeah. other platforms as well that you pay for a subscription. So you actually own the, the right to be able to post those on your channel. But I almost think that Restream didn't plan for this with pairs, right? Because, again, since, since I have that private license for the sound like everyone has heard in my intro and that you're going to hear in my outro as well, my channels are cleared for that. But yeah, when, when you're pairing that with, with other individuals and other creators, them getting a strike because they don't explicitly say that you need to have that commercial license. I actually had to read in some very fine, fine print. Claim, <laughs> not a strike. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to say claim. claim. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. good distinction as well. Yeah. It, it was the, uh, the copyright claim, but Especially the way. Live stream, you guys throw that out there. Um, you know, yeah. I did a, a live stream with someone else while I was, taking their stream in and it was coming live off of my channel yeah. and they were playing regular jazz music from a bunch of different artists in an, in a, uh, like a segue spot. And once the live stream was done, I got sent a message saying, Hey, this whole two hour video cannot be monetized because this split second of content was owned by, you know, Miles Davis, whoever the guy was, they were playing in the background. I think it was Brian Culberson, matter of fact, which is a good friend of mine. So they, um, they said, well, you can't use this splot of it. So, I went into YouTube editor, which is in your YouTube studio and just took that part, the music out and plus something else in there, hit upload went back up and they cleared it. So there are times when you can use the actual YouTube platform itself, go into YouTube studio yes. and remove the spot that they're talking about without losing the entire video. Just a heads up for that. As someone does yeah, have to do the, do the, I think it's the, the trim uh, within the customization piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's there for you just in case. Yeah. And, and thanks yep. Matt for, for, clarifying my, my word there yeah claim versus a strike a strike is definitely not what you want the claim is just really a, a warning and you don't want to get too many warnings or, and then you start getting getting really really looked at negatively but yeah the claim is 
is more of, try, of the one. Try kind having of thing. A, a music channel. I get copyright claimed left and right. <laughs> And I'm not using the recorded song. I'm I'm performing it with all my own instruments. It's they still get you because copyright is the actual published work and it's the melody. There's two parts to it, and they get you. So. Got you. The only thing I would add is like if for a project that we had to do early in the summer and it was like a, a live performance, and they would use copyrighted music. And now we can't like like we all know you can't have that going on a live stream. So luckily uh during like the, the pre-production uh meeting that we're able to say hey you know there's gonna there's some sections that we can't play the music because uh, you don't want to have like a, a cop you don't want to have a strike on on your videos so we had to like uh time it so that before the music would go on we'd have to cut the audio and then mm. at least alert the audience and know that hey you know for this portion of, of the of the video that we're streaming we had the mute just because that there's music they're mm. playing that we don't have the rights to so so sometimes it's just a matter of just being upfront with the audience so that they know what's going on so that they know it's not a tech tech problem but just more of a, a copyright issue and most cases that the the audience understand because either they're fellow streamers or just aware of the situation that they're okay with it so so it's 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 just a more of a a point of just I'm a big big uh uh advocate of a pre-production planning and everything like that, that you can catch a lot of these things so that it tears, it avoids the uh, ability of losing anything that's left on top of your head here. So <laughs> all, all, all of us low, low, uh, that's why I normally wear a hat. I'm surprised I'm not wearing a hat here. You guys are seeing yeah. too much. I, I shaved for you guys, right? You know, I'm, so, you know, I actually cleaned up this a little bit. Don't act up. That's okay. So, Hopefully that was informative. Thanks, thanks, Quint, for chiming in. That was a great question that, that needed to be had. I tell you what, I, I want to still have a conversation about one last topic, and it kind of culminates what we've all talked about. We talked about pre, we talked about intro, we talked about post, but getting all of those individuals that you want to talk to, those individuals, that, those people that you want to have a conversation with, how do you bring them into your, your ecosystem, into your environment? How, how do you schedule all of that? Right. Do you again, is, is it just simple as picking up the phone? Is it just as simple as sending out an email? Is it sending a, a link to a, a calendaring service, a pointly calendly, uh, w- whatever the case may be? What, what do you guys use? And I'll, I'll go backwards this time and I'll start with you, Derek. Uh, I, I wish I was as good as y'all and use <laughs> Calendry because I, I love that app. I, I've seen a lot of the creators use it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to jump on that because I'm still old school. I'll, I'll send a, an email over. Hey, do you have a moment when we can chat? Uh, and what I'll do normally is send them three times they can choose. I've got time here, here, and here. Can choose a time that works for you. And usually they'll come back without. When you give someone choices, they at least choose one. Yeah. So if you if you just say, hey, when you have time, you'll never hear back. So it's always, hey, I'd love to hear from you. Do you have time here, here, here? And we can chat about these three or four bullet points and out. I try not to make the emails long because as you all know, we're all know, we don't have time to read some seven page paragraph about why you want to talk to me. Just give me the input. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Here's the bullet points. Which of these times work? And I'm out. Gotcha. Uh, and that, that seems to make it faster. But I think Calendary is, is a great application. I think that's a, one I'm going to be checking out soon. Yeah, I, I, I use it. And then after you guys go, I shall pull up my page just to show how, how kind of straightforward it is to, from a deployment on, on my side. What about you, Robert? Um, I don't know why I'm blanking out here. Uh, yeah, you, you look like you, you completely were, were somewhere else. Somewhere, <laughs> I was trying to follow along with Derek. Is, is like, nap time there for you, sir? You know, 
<laughs> you know, I you mean, you get, get, get to a certain age, you just exactly, you just kind of like uh, blanking out here. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the punch just because I'm, I'm trying to blank, guys. Uh, no, no worries, hey, sir. No worries, sir. What about what about you, Matt? What, what do you use for for scheduling your? Oh well, you, again, you only do it once a year. I do like Calendarly though. That's a great service to find the time that works against multiple people. Mm-hmm. It does, but um, I, I like the one man streaming. Uh, then no one lets you down if it's only you. Mm. So. Oh, look at that! There, you know, one throat to choke. There, kind of. Well, is, is, it, is it PC to <laughs> say that? Yeah, probably should. I'll, I'll edit that out. I, I probably should. <laughs> no. Man. That's a great service, though. Calendarly, they got something good going on there. Yeah, so so here's mine, right? I I have three items in my Calendarly, right? I've I've got an option for you to book me 45 minutes for a consultation, and that one's that's actually a, a paid engagement. So I've got, I've got a link to Stripe and PayPal. So type type in your credit card information, whatever the case may be, and you can you can book me for for those types of conversations to be on one of the lives. Uh, this specific calendar right here will go out. It's an hour long session and there's, there's workflows built into Calendly that I actually will say, give me your bio, give me your headshot, give me your, your social media links. And you can't actually submit without putting in that information. Right. So, so yeah, you can't, just, you can't just halfway give me the information that it's going to be needed anyway during the conversation. So I actually mm-hmm. have those built into the <laughs> workflow. And then, you know, just for, for a quick 15 minute meeting or something, right. I've got those as well. It's integrated with zoom. It's integrated with Google meet love, love all of those capabilities as well. But one thing that, that they just launched, which will be uh, important to you, Derek, that you were just talking about meeting polls. Yeah. man. So there's a thing right there of being able to say, um, I want to, give a certain number of days and times. I don't want to share my calendar here just on, on the line. Yeah, but, we, we but, know about James. Now we got you. Yeah, we know but, where you're going to be at tomorrow. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to see that. Yeah. It may be some, some Christmas shopping things <laughs> that I don't want the kids to see. But but meeting polls just launched, right? So again, you're, you're able to now schedule and say, these are the, the time frames that I'm available. If these meet with, match with your schedule as well, put it in and, and check off and yeah. say, yeah, I can meet here, I can meet here. And then I can turn that into an actual meeting, a live cast, a meeting or a consultation. So Calendly sure. is great. Uh, not, I'm not an affiliate, so I'm not getting paid for any conversation. If you, if you sign up for it, it's just a great, great service. That's really robust. There's a tons of other ones out there, but this one has a lot of, a lot of uh, software development around it and they continue to evolve and continue to innovate. So that's, that's, that's good stuff. So folks, we did it. I, I think we touched, we touched on a lot of fun, fantastic stuff, gave folks some, some good, insight into the world and the mind of a content creator <laughs> the fact that we are chock full of crazy but mm-hmm. we, we do it because we love it and we, we do it because again we like sharing stories and we like hearing people tell their their stories and we love just contributing to the community so I, let me let me do this kind of in closing and i'm gonna go around and i'll start with uh uh, we'll go Robert, we'll go Matt, and then we'll go Derek. Tell folks where they can find you and what you're working on and uh, if there's any social link that you'd like to talk about specifically um, in your in your closing remarks. Thanks, James. Uh, you're not, you're my, not still blanking is, out, are you? No, I was just to say uh, calendarly was the answer for the earlier question. I just I don't know why I'm like, 
And too bad you're not you're not you're not getting an affiliate link with it because I would have you know. But anyway, to to your point, uh, in terms of where folks can hit me, uh, you can either you can if you're on LinkedIn, you can connect me with it there. Just send a request. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, I do have a Twitter account. You can also share the same surname. And on the YouTube channel, you can just drop me a message there as well, uh, where you can find me in the social medias. Uh, so just uh, you know, just uh, welcome the the help as as best I can, or if you just uh, want to like uh, give a shout out as to like, what do you think of the the program? Cause I love to hear what folks are th- seeing and thinking. Love it. Thank you, sir. Mr. Haas. All things, youtube.com. That's I gotta my get website. Me some of those. I got to make some of those little yeah, uh, so my links on it, but Hey, <laughs> so also jealous. I have this Facebook group. Um, <laughs> go ahead and request access. I'll approve you. We've got a thriving community of people trying to, uh, boost their business success on YouTube. So that's there for you as well. And I'm all over the interwebs. If you want to see all my channels at one go, you can go to wizardofhas.com, H-A-A-S.com. And then you'll get all my YouTubes there. But yeah, that's, that's where you find everything that you need. You're a special guy. You're gonna have uh, to, you're, so you're jelly, gonna have man. to have to match that energy right there, Derek. What you got? I'm just so jelly for man. He's got all <laughs> the cool props. I just wasn't prepared. I feel bad. So <laughs> for me, and if you want to be inspired or motivated or uplifted, uh, please stop by the Beautiful Now Project. So it's as simple as you see there, YouTube.com, the Beautiful Now Project. There's three segments there that may be able to to encourage you. There's one called Chasing the Impossible, which talks to celebs and people that have walked through some crazy stories and journeys to tell you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're chasing, you can get there too. There's another segment called Beautiful Now Live, and that's the topical thing where I talk to other people and guests about things that are topical and relevant to you and your community. And then, of course, we try to break down and give you just two-minute interviews with different people across the planet. So there's lots of encouraging content there. Oh, I'm sorry, and Life Hacks, uh, which is a two-minute motivational video that you get every Monday if you come and sign in. Uh, and it's just hacking the code to a beautiful life one video at a time. Super small points to just kind of get your brain going. How can I better my life in a small way? So that's what I do on my channel. Would love to see you. Stop by and subscribe. I'm almost at 2,000. Love to have you there. Maybe you can be the 2,000 subscriber and win some free stuff. So squeeze out. See what's going on. I love it, brother. Well, and speaking of celebrities, we got we just saw Miss Eileen Smith jump, jump in the room there. I so saw. we, we, we got to give some shouts out Celeb. to, to, to Miss Eileen Smith in the building. So love, love that. <laughs> um, not leaving you out to venture forward. We saw you too. So we, we want to give you some shots out that. <laughs> but we, we, we've got to talk to Miss Eileen as well. So gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you for all of your time. Thank you for the information. I, again, I think this conversation needed to happen. I think folks really yes. got some value out of it. May want to do something different. If we decide to do like a part three, kind of, kind of focus in on, on one of those kind of pillars, right. On, on either the production, the tool, the best practice or the ideas. Cause again, these conversations need to happen as opposed to just always assuming that folks know how to do it. Now, you can't just sure. tell someone to go fire up a YouTube channel and just go, go have at it. The coaching, the conversation, the how to from folks who are already out there doing it really, I think matters. And uh, these three gentlemen right here know what they're talking about. So I have no problems with pointing someone to Matt, Robert or, or Derek in terms of if they need some assistance. So that being said, you guys be good. Don't eat too much. It's the weekend. Derek put down the glass of wine. Um, hey, it's empty. I need some more now. It's already empty. Go. Oh, my God. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Folks, be good. Take care of yourself. We are out. <laughs>